Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my people? We back on this beautiful Friday in Cincinnati with the pregame episode. Let's fucking get it. Really not too much to get into today. Um, It's really the case a lot anymore, ironically. I mean, just incremental stuff each day. Nothing too massive. Um, And for the most part, you like that during the season because a lot of the times the major things that happen during the season is injuries. When it comes to this team, knock on wood, I got some wood near me now. We've been fantastic with injuries. I mean, almost even better than last year. Maybe, I mean, the injury to DJ is huge, but huge break on that. With it just being an MCL sprain for him and not a tear. So, um, he could be back in a month. Who knows? Who knows? Um, oh, man. We could definitely use a guy like DJ this week to help secure that defensive interior. But nonetheless, um, you know, as I preached on my other episode, we expect our guys to step up to fill in. You know, like Josh Tupo, Cam Sample, Joseph Osai. Um, to to take more of that load. Josh Tupo filled the role well last week, and you hope to see the same again. Um, I think with the Dolphins' interior O line, they actually were pretty solid. Uh, the guard spots and center, and that's pretty much the same thing with the Ravens. The Ravens are maybe a bit better. Uh, you got Ben Cleveland. Uh, Ben Powers, and then, um, you know, Bengals, uh, former Bengal Kevin Zeitler, who's been really good, Um, but they're not world beaters. I don't think they're insane. Uh, Same with the Dolphins, and our guys did fairly well. Um, But different offense, so they run different scheme and stuff a bit, but nonetheless... Um, our guys that had to fill in for an injured DJ Reader played pretty well. So I might as well go ahead and hop in on the injury report, guys, since we're already talking about this stuff. Um, some significant news just reported recently within the hour that uh, receiver one Rashad Bateman for the Ravens is out for Sunday. Justice Hill, the running back. I don't even know what running back he is. Ravens fans make them sound like they're extremely important. I'm going to respect it because, you know, I don't really know exactly how their scheme uh, is ran and just how important Justice Hill is. But let me tell you this, a running back is not detrimental to the team. So most times in 2022, it's just reality. It does matter, but it's not like absolutely everything. Nonetheless, he's out. 34-year-old Justin Houston, Edge, is out as well. Uh, so expect to see more JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul getting starting reps because he has to. And then um, um, Odafe Oe on the other side. So um, mid, not that good of a pass rush. They have seven sacks on the year. Their formulations that they've been trying to run or the simulated uh, blitzes that they've been running have not came to much success either. Um, I've heard that they've been getting some pressure, but if you're not really getting home, 
I mean, yes, the pressures are important. I'm not saying that, but obviously we're talking sacks here. You know, if your team finishes with getting zero sacks in a game, I don't care how much pressure you get on the quarterback. Like, it's not enough. This Ravens team has struggled to get home a lot. So with a guy like Justin Houston out, um, that just continues to work in the Bengals' favor because Joe Burrow does not lose football games when he doesn't get pressured. It just doesn't happen. Like, that's macro level. But if they don't get to Joe Burrow and get in his face a ton, they will not win the game. Bottom line. So, with our injury report, amazingly, we had a full attendance Thursday and Friday. It's awesome. So that means Devin Asquare, Devin Asiasi, Hayden Hurst, T., um, Lael, all those guys that were expected to play stayed the course. Practice Thursday, Friday, good to go for Sunday night. Obviously, we're not talking injured reserve guys. We're not talking guys that are um, designated off of IR but are not activated yet. So I am discluding or not including uh, DG Reader, Cam Taylor Britt, and Khalid Kareem. Those guys do not count to the full attendance of the roster. We are talking about activated players. Within the activated players, we are full. Good to go. Awesome shit. It's exactly what we need heading into a big game. Ravens has, ha- has had a really successful uh, Sunday night uh, slate in history, I should say. Uh, they've been really successful. I think they're 18-2 and in the John Harbaugh era since 2007 on Sunday night at Baltimore. That's a shitload of Sunday night games. But really impressive. For me, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what their record is. And in the same way, I don't mean that just from an opposing point of view. I mean that like the the past doesn't matter. The past is not predicated or, or the future is not predicated on the past. It's just not. Can it be influenced by the past? Of course it can. But these players don't these Bengals guys don't give a fuck. You think Joe Burrow gives a fuck what the fucking old record is? What the record is? Oh, you know, we've been this good at home, so it's going to continue. For any fan that's delusional enough like that, I'm sorry. I just can't help you. Your superstition is creating complete delusion. I mean, I, I can't help you. Same goes for us. Last year don't mean shit. Last year does not mean fucking shit for us. Okay, does it mean something a little bit? Of course it does. But in the macro, it fucking doesn't mean anything. All because we wiped the Ravens, we fucking beat the shit out of them twice, racked up 50, put 50 plus on them last year compared to what they put on us. 82 to 34, 82 to 37, some shit like that. It doesn't matter now. None of that matters. It's a clean slate. So while it's a clean slate for us, of course, it's a clean slate for them. No one cares about their history. No one cares how rich it's been. Because let me tell you something like this. We have advantages where this team doesn't. We are better than this team, fucking period. Has it correlated onto the field? An ultimate success? In many ways, yes. In many ways, no. Their offense, which ours is better than, has been significantly better than ours so far. Bottom line. So... 
th- that's pretty much it on the injury front, guys. Um, good for us, not so good for them. Don't matter. Line it up, motherfucker. That's how we were approaching this. Um, let's see. So I think some of the things that we can see from this Ravens offense and defense, we'll go ahead and start with the offense, is, look, this Ravens pass game has had a lot of success, but the reality is, is this, and this should not be overthought, this receiving core is ass, and it just got even worse because Devin DuVernay, who would arguably be our number four on the Bengals, maybe number five, is their receiver one heading into Sunday night. That is a fucking joke. But... It's predicated off the threat that Lamar provides with his legs. It's not rocket science. It's just the fucking reality. It's just the reality. Lamar is a threat every single time he's in the pocket, so defenses have been pigeon-held just as much as ever. That's why their their passing game looks and performs better than it does, than it actually is. It, it overperforms consistently because you have such a threat at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, with the legs of Lamar Jackson, the elusiveness of him, the last thing defenses want to do is to completely sucker themselves into running like a cover two, pull more defensive backs back into the backfield further away from Lamar Jackson. Every defender is pushing back in coverage, pulling back in coverage. What does that call for? A guy like Lamar Jackson to use his legs to get extra yards. So simply put, these defenses are surrendering to Lamar Jackson's antics, not the receiver's antics, not to Mark Andrews' antics. While Mark Andrews is elite, we know that. It's not that, holy shit, this pass offense is elite because Lamar's arm is so incredible and these receivers are incredible. Wow. No. If anybody thinks that they're a fucking moron, sorry. Not sorry. So... With the offense, I think they're gonna they're gonna have to get the pass game going, obviously, but they're gonna struggle immensely. It's just the reality. The Ravens are gonna struggle because they're not gonna be able to produce well. Devin Duvernay is not good as a number one. Chidobe obviously is gonna lock him up. He may get one or two plays, but the dude has 13 receptions on the year, guys. 13! 13! And that's their number one receiver. 13. Heading into this fucking game. In four games. That is not anything. That is nothing to worry about. Mark Andrews, of course, he's going to get 15-plus targets this game. I don't think it matters that much if he's double-teamed. Lamar is a guy to fluster himself, and when he gets flustered, he will throw to his guys, period. So I don't care. Like, he's going to be doubled, clearly. And we're going to shut the pass game down. I don't think Mark's going to produce insanely off of those 15 plus targets but you goddamn bet better believe that he's gonna fucking get the ball there to him 15 plus times they've got to um because james prochet and devin duvin devin duvernay and tylen wallace and um uh demarcus robinson are not fucking saving you i'm sorry i'm sorry like what are we talking about the run game just spy Lamar Jackson. That's it. Surrender to that. Bring a five-man front. Bring a 4-3, whatever. Get linebackers on the field. Get guys that can go sideline to sideline on the field as much as possible. Every single play. 
So the Ravens are going to be running a lot of what they similarly do. Get the run game going, the pass game. They get the pass going off of the run, and they're not going to be able to get much off the pass. Simple. Their defense, they like to run a lot of different schemes with their new um, their new defensive coordinator, McDonald. I forget his first name. It's escaping me. But they're not as stubborn and as stupid as Wink Martindale running fucking cover zeros and stupid shit like that, getting after the quarterback because obviously that didn't work. Joe Burrow put a fucking band on him last year, dude. What the fuck are we talking about? Um. So, yeah, the Ravens' defense, look, I've already mentioned a bit. They have seven sacks on the year. They are not good with generating... Um, finishing fucking pressures it's it it's cute that you get pressures but if you can't finish them with sacks or if there are not like legit pressures it doesn't matter their simulated blitzes have not worked too well patrick queen has uh underperformed again this year from what i've been hurt uh hearing and josh Bynes, well he's 34 so what are we doing you know he's a fucking linebacker in year 12 of his career or some shit, bro. You're year 13. The dude is old as hell. I love Josh Bonds from his one year here. He was fun. Nice veteran. But let me tell you something. If Josh Bonds was our number one linebacker, what are we doing? And of course, they're secondary. I've already mentioned a bit with the secondary uh, from last week. Um, look, they're going to have to run a lot of cover too. There's no choice. They have no choice. They ran 56% of the time in cover two uh, against the Bills. And you can see a lot of the same shit again against high-power quarterbacks. That's what you have to run. You have to respect it. Um, and obviously, they're going to respect no player more than Joe Burrow. Especially after this Sunday. They don't want to, but we don't give a damn. We don't give a damn. With the Bagels... Get Jamar into the fucking slot. Like, there is zero excuse ever, ever, unless if Jamar, God forbid, would go down with injury during a game or something, he should have four tar- four receptions in a game. I don't give a shit. He had four receptions against the, against the Dolphins on six or seven targets. That is unacceptable. Un-fucking-acceptable. It can't happen. And I don't think it will happen. Jamar caught... Every single pass or 9 out of 10 passes in the second game against the Ravens last year in the slot for a hunt, for a buck 25. While TT went for 10 for 194 and two tutties, Jamar went 10 for 125, all from the slot, or almost. That's what you need again, because you know this defense is going to fucking completely sell out to stopping Jamar Chase. Yes, Jamar Chase... And T. Higgins put two hundo on the fucking head last year. But T. Higgins is not Jamar Chase. He's just not. He's not. So this team knows that. They're going to surrender to those two receivers right there. And Tyler Boyd has fucking destroyed the Ravens in the past. And he will do it again against suspect linebackers that get pedestrian in coverage. Patrick Queen has been lackluster this year. Pedestrian in coverage. Same exact thing with Josh Bond. Pedestrian in coverage. You like that. You like these matchups. The secondary is good, but the secondary can only hold its own so much when we will 
continuously be patient, like we will. Be patient. Be smart with the ball. Circulate the ball down the field. Take the stuff that's underneath because that's what they want you to do. But we're still going to dice them up and cut them up because Joe's going to have time in the pocket. With Joe having time in the pocket, we're going to be able to get those calculated shots and likely have them hit. So you're going to see a calculated approach from this offense like we have. Calculated approach really just brings out the most efficient of Joe Burrow's game. You know, as anything, you know, when you're just calculated, a little bit more cautious, um, things are a bit more systematic, structured. For anything good, like Joe Burrow, amazing, it's going to go better, most likely more efficient. So it's what we've seen from Joe Burrow the last three weeks with the no turnovers, and that's what you hope to see this weekend. An offense taking calculated risk and playing what the defense gives you and taking those calculated shots, and you want those calculated shots to hit. I don't know how absolutely fireworks this offense is going to be, but I can tell you this. This offense will not be slowed down that much from this Ravens defense. I I don't think so. Doesn't mean they won't stop them. Of course they can. Just in the macro, we have an advantage over this defense in every single fucking facet of the fucking game. On our defense against their offense, I mean, almost every single facet of the game, we have an advantage. Lamar Jackson, clear-cut biggest advantage for them. But, so I guess hopping over to our our defense, um, kind of already what I touched on before. However, the Bengals end up running it because Ludini, Lou, I mean, has a plethora of dudes. That's how Lou has been able to run so many different looks. Cover two, cover three, cover one, calculated cover zero blitzes. I mean, you don't. I don't know exactly what they're going to run. They're not going to have to run cover two. I know that. They're probably going to play a single high look. Actually, now that I think about it, you're going to want to have two safeties or um, um, one safety looks a lot. Bring a safety down in the box like a Von Bell. Uh, have a Trey Flowers out there a lot when you can. When you can, have a Mike Hilton out there. <sighs> this one's so interesting. I keep saying when you can, because we have so much, we have so many options beyond the options. We have the guys, the options that can provide what we need to execute, not hope, not pray. Oh, we pray this guy out here can do well. We pray this guy can be okay. No, almost every single player on that field is going to be okay, good and execute, even filling in for DJ Reader. It can still be that. Not guaranteed, but it still can. So get pressure on Lamar. Get home. We had five sacks on him last game. And be disciplined. Period. All of what our players can execute to a fucking T. So I think that's what we're going to be bringing. Um, And we have the advantages. Been saying it all along. We clear-cut have the advantages. Now go and execute. Go be parallel in the outcome of the game with the advantages that you have heading into the game. You have the advantage. You're the clear-cut better team. Play as such. Go in Baltimore on Sunday night and win convincingly. That's when I'm going to go ahead and hop into my predictions because I think we're going to win 34-20. to 20. 
Um, I already posted my predictions a couple days ago. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to win 34-20 off top. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I think the Bengals are 14 points better than the Ravens, even though I think they are definitely better than the Ravens. Um, but that's just how this game, I, I see it playing out. The Ravens, Lamar has to put his Superman cape on. He is so incredible. I love Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson's game. I love a lot of things about him. I love his work ethic. I love how humble he is. And um, But coming with his performance on the field, he's going to be Superman. He is going to be the sole reason that they have a chance in that game, period. And I think they will. Of course, it's a division game. Nothing to, nothing to scoff at at all. At all. But I could see it definitely going the Bengals' way. 34-20. Let me go ahead and uh, get at my player stat predictions here. So kind of like a lot of what happened last season. Um, I got Lamar Jackson. I predict him going 19 for 35. I see him doing everything he can to get his ball to get the to get balls to his fucking lackluster targets his lackluster receivers and his one elite player skill player mark andrews so i see lamar going 19 for 35 217 um i didn't write down the rushing yards i probably should have wrote down the rushing yards i would not be surprised if he has 50 80 maybe even 100 rushing yards that's likely what the night's going to be. Our defensive line's going to be able to get home. And he's going to have to get out of the pocket. He's not going to have people to pass to. They're just going to be clouded. They're going to be covered. So it's not going to work too well. Um, JK, who is their number one back coming into this game, I can see him going for 15 rushes, 6 receptions, 95 yards. Mark Andrews. He is that offense. This is actually skewed now that I'm looking at it because I had Rashad Bateman in the game. I had him going for four receptions, 70 yards. So I'm going to think off the fly here. Mark Andrews, I could see him having 10 receptions for 120 and a tutty. That's what I can see. Devin Duvernay. These were the same stats I had with him in with Rashad Bateman, but I don't give a damn. He's not good. So I'll still keep him the same. Two receptions for 23 yards for Devin Duvernay. Mark Andrews is going to be that entire offense with Lamar. Now, Bengals side, Joe Burrow, I think we're going to have our way. Being calculated, nothing too insane, but it's going to work itself out as it usually does. The stats will show as such. 27 for 37, 349 yards, three tutties. Joe Mixon, I could see him bounce back a bit. 23 rushes. Four receptions, 111 yards, and one tutty. Jamar, going to be Jamar. Seven receptions, 116 yards, and one touchdown. All right, here's a big one. This is just how I see the game going, y'all. T. Higgins, 10 receptions, 149 yards. I think it's going to be a lot. It It's not going to happen in how it happens exactly like last weekend. Because of Jamar just kind of stupidly being thrown to the same side again and again and again without any creativity from Zach and Brian to just like completely let Jamar get bracketed out of the play and let T get the passes again and again and again. I don't think it'll happen like that. 
I think, look, these DBs, uh, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is going to be on T. He's older. He has produced well at times this year, but T's a top two receiver. Kyle Hamilton is suspect from sideline to sideline, and he's not that rangy. He runs a four six five. So a rookie safety that runs a four six five that has to rely on his speed to keep up with these receivers. Good luck. Um, and Marcus Williams, he's good, but I think he's going to be clouded over Jamar a lot. That's what I see. So I see T going for a dime and one fifty. TB four receptions, fifty four yards and a tutty. Maybe Hayden gets a tutty. I don't know. You'd love to see it. Revenge game against his, um, you know, his former team that drafted him before Lamar. By the way, still crazy to think about. Hayden was a twenty eighth overall pick in twenty eighteen. Lamar, after uh, Ravens traded up, was selected by the Ravens, thirty second overall. That is crazy to think about. Just exemplifies the type of player that Hayden is. All right, guys. So that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode here. I think we're the better team, and we need to play as such, period. We have many advantages. Go and fucking execute on those advantages. Prove to them why they're not kings of the AFC North and why they are complete delusion if they think that they have any chance against the reigning AFC champs. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'm excited for the fucking game Sunday night. Uh, Post-game episode will come on Monday so let's go get a fucking dub. Let's move up to 3-2 and two and take the fucking driver's seat of this division like we expected to, and let's fucking keep it that way. Have a good weekend, y'all. Appreciate you guys. Peace.